1: Hello welcome to Snacky Tunes. I'm your host, Darren Bresnitz. Hope everyone had a nice Thanksgiving, had some great food, spent some time with loved ones, and was able to get a nice nap in before the real craziness of the holiday season kicks off. Today we are chatting with Adam Ketta, one of the owners of Daughter, a cafe, coffee shop, wine bar in Brooklyn. We chat about the social pact that all New Yorkers agreed to when living in the city his time spent as a barista in some of the great cafes of New York and how he went from a barista to a business owner and how he balances it all in the city that never sleeps, probably thanks to the incredible coffee they serve. Then it's a deep dive into the archive when the Desert Sharks stopped by the studio for a hard-charging New York full-flung rock and roll session. They were swinging by to talk about their first full-length album and played some of their singles, Ooh Hey, from their EP, Template Hair. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Snacky Tunes here on Heritage Radio Network. Adam, welcome to Snacky Tunes. It's the day before Thanksgiving, so I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat with us. Uh, what's your table looking like this this holiday season?
3: Well, it's going to be a big one, honestly. Me and um, yeah. my good friends, we've all broken down all of our jobs for cooking, so I got some <laughs> stuff. That I got to stop it, like doing the prep work tonight and then do the delivery tomorrow morning to their apartment, and we're just going to finish off cooking in the morning. But mm. think about meats on the tables, good amount of carbs,
1: lots of dessert, Mm.
3: a lot of wine, lots and lots. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, that sounds about, that sounds about right. Um, I mean, it's so nice that you have, like, friends in this, like, community to come together. I feel like that's what so much, like, Thanksgiving is about.
3: Honestly, and it's so crazy, because, like, I feel like we didn't really need the holiday to be able to do this. We're just now doing, like, we would do this on a weekend, but now we're Mm. just going to uh, this is just an excuse to celebrate our friendship on a Thursday now, but um, I mean, definitely yeah, and I love that. For, like the foods that we normally would not partake in, like mac and sure. cheese, all the time.
1: Yeah, sure. I'm about to make a a vat of cream spinach, which I would eat mm. more of, but yeah, oh yeah,
3: you know, just, it, you can only give dust to yourself like maybe twice a year,
1: twice. Yeah, twice a yeah. year. Um, speaking of friends and coming together, you know, I want to talk a little bit about Daughter, which is your, your cafe and in reading about it and following along, I find that like friends and community is a central focus of what you're trying to do. How does that differ from some of the other coffee shop, cafe, wine bars in the city with you having this like focus on the neighborhood at the core of what you are?
3: Well, I, the thing is, I don't know if we're so different because I feel like most of what I've learned is just coming from everybody else in the sense of just like, just be friendly people and just inviting people. Like some of my the best jobs or best places that I've worked at or I've even visited, is just like they, they've done the right thing in the sense of like, just welcome people in with, with open arms. And I think that's something that we try to do at least at Daughter. Just like once people come in, we want them to feel like they're being welcomed.
1: Mm, I love that. People. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to go back a little bit. Cause you were, you're born in Harlem, raised in, in the Harlem. Bronx. Yeah. Work in Brooklyn. Now I lived, when I moved to New York, uh, I moved to, you know, where my family's from, which is Brooklyn. So I was like one borough guy. So yeah. it's, I don't meet a lot of like triple borough people. Uh, it's how is that? Yeah, and, 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 you know, it's like you, you're you smiling too because you also like most people are yeah, like Outer Borough to Manhattan or maybe Manhattan Outer Borough, but it's like two at most. Like, what is your uh what's your perspective on the city since you've lived in like three out of five?
3: Oh, this city's amazing. This is the best. City yeah, I literally yeah. went on a whole tyrant about this last week Friday because uh, <laughs> I, was, I was doing late night dancing. And sure. I just remember just, just like thinking about this is the only city in the world where you can just like have so much fun. And yeah. then just like live, like everybody's living their own lives. Like there's so many different stories going on. And you get to see it even in the going into different boroughs. You go to the Bronx. Mm. It's so culturally different every time you leave each place that it just feels like you're – You just feel always surprised. You always, you're never bored. It's I love the city so much. It is, it's like a big giant playground, but sometimes struggling. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, so welcoming.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really do feel, like, I mean, it's very individual, but at the same time, it's like things will shift, and everybody's in it together, and it's a sense of community. Like all you gotta do is just. Be on a train platform. That trains just starts being late, and everyone just starts like coming together and being like, "Where is the train? What's going on? I got this thing yeah. to do."
3: And it feels good, honestly. You can but all yeah. share it. Even like, I love. I feel like the office. I, I'm not mm-hmm. a big fan of the office. It's not my show that much, but the eye contact that they make, the little side eyes that you make with each that you see that uh-huh. happens a lot. In the office. I'm like, you do that in a daily in New York City you see somebody come on a train tripping, you're going to make eye contact with the next person sitting across from you. It's like, Oh snap. There uh, was. Yeah. was about to go down right now. And it's <laughs> like, we that's the one thing about New York, I love the fact that everybody's in on it. It's like, you, you know, when something's about to go down or if it's going to be a good time too. you just, everybody's all connected. Cause we are, we just, we see it. We see this city for what it
1: is. Yeah. And you've all sort of signed this like communal pact to be like, we're in this and there's a certain way to act. And if someone is stepping out a little bit, you're just like, "Uh, please don't make me be the person to, to have to get involved.
3: Oh, absolutely not. It's so funny (laughs) because my uh, friend, he just moved. He, before the pandemic, he went back um, up to Boston because um, Mm -hmm. his wife was going to school at Harvard and they came back during the pandemic. And the first week back, he started working at um, Black Fox Coffee in the city.
1: Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. And he had to get there. At the, they were opening at 7 a.m. So he had to start leaving around – like he had to leave his apartment around 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. 6 a.m. in the train into the city. And he mm-hmm. says, out of nowhere, especially the pandemic time, it was the wild, wild west of the train system. Yeah, there, yeah, right? yeah. Anything was going at this point. But um, he says – out of nowhere, this grown man comes into the train cart in a diaper, just like sure. fully naked. This in a diaper and sits down. And somebody else who was on the train just kept looking at the guy. And Charles he kept looking at the person who kept looking at the guy. Was just like, "Don't do it! Don't, Don't do it! Seeing it. Do it! Don't look at him! Stop looking at him! You're just gonna start it's... him up! Just let it be!
1: Just let it be! He's sitting. He's sitting.
3: He's not touching nobody." He's not saying anything. Let the man sit in the diaper on the train. It's this how it's gonna go today.
1: Yeah, we, we look, I got five stops. You got six more. Just let just just let it let go. Let it be.
3: Let it rock. Like this, I've seen oh, worse situations.
1: i yeah, that's for another conversation. So <laughs> growing up in the city and and um being all over it. What drew you into the world of, like, coffee shops and cafes? Was that always your thing growing up? Did you get in really young? Were you a patron or did you start working there? Like, what brought you into that world?
3: What brought me into that world was I always knew, especially in high school, it's weird, I knew that coffee shops, you made tips, Mm -hmm. which I was like, as a kid, that was, like, crazy to me, especially back then when the minimum wage was, like, $7.25. You Hasn't changed that
1: much. Yeah.
3: Hasn't changed that much, yeah. It's like still pretty damn low. But um, so I was just like, I got to get in on this. But my first introduction to the food industry was um, Haagen-Dazs, actually. That was Mm. uh, one of my first jobs that I've gotten. And I just remember that being like a good starting point for me where I was just like, I know the food industry is where I want to be at. It was truly... Just uh, it was a messy time in my life because I definitely got I got fired from that job. It was a horrible. I was, mm-hmm. I, was <laughs> I was nineteen going into twenty, so I was not wasn't I wouldn't call myself employer of the month back then. But then the next job after that, chocolate bar, that solidified that I knew the coffee industry was for me. Chocolate bar mm-hmm. was this um, place on um, West Twelfth Street in um, the West Village. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You you knew chocolate bar.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: crazy place that place yeah. was amazing allison she was one of the kindest owners of, like like she really inspired me to know that i want to have my own coffee shop one day and that was like back in like 2014 2015 oh wait no sorry no uh, 2014 i'll say
1: yeah yeah and you worked at some other legendary spots, um, Toby's Estate, which I remember, and Day Move, and things like that. Um, yeah. As you worked your way deeper into like the more upper echelons of the uh, coffee and cafe world, what did you learn? When did you start having an idea that you wanted to have your own spot? Like, or was it all just like you always knew you wanted to open up your own spot?
3: always knew that I wanted to have my own spot, but I never knew what... It took a while to figure out what I wanted it to look like. And I would say at Toby's estate, the thoughts became a lot more visceral. But at Mm. Say, when I worked at Say, that's when it really became like, I can do it. And Say gave more economics to letting me be able to do it. Like they paid, their minimum wage was a lot higher. Yeah, Like it genuinely made these kind of decisions a little easier, but the concept of it, I don't think was like, I feel like I usually get inspired by like travels. So it really was born in like the Netherlands that truly was Mm. the Netherlands and Germany. Those two places really inspired the idea of like what I wanted from having a cafe. And it was just because like different vibe than New York
1: cafes totally different
3: different totally different vibes it's the fact that you can even as a person who's traveling in these places yeah i would go to coffee shops and i would just like walk in and they would treat you like you've been here for three or four years already and that's something you don't always get in new york new york has this such a hustle and bustle concept of life that you forget to just slow down and check in on the people sometimes
1: yeah yeah yeah
3: that's like the one thing where I say we're really good at, daughter, I don't like, I feel like coffee is always like, is always the most debatable topic. It's like, is it good coffee? Is it bad coffee? Blah, 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 blah. But the one thing we do, we talk with you. We will have a full mm. conversation. We have regulars that we chat with all the time. Love us or hate us sometimes, you're going to get a conversation.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, and, and I think that approach, because even living in New York, I mean, I was never a coffee shop, like, I'm going to hang out guy. I feel like – and there was no middle. It was either like you're grab and go coffee or you've camped out for the day. And then I feel like the the coffee shop people were more into the like, we're just a transactional. I give you your coffee. You give me a tip. And the people who camped all day were like a bit of like an eyesore.
3: They were because those are usually the people who only tipped once and they just took up real estate at this point.
1: Yeah. 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 But I think that's because it wasn't as welcoming as you mentioned about like the European approach, which I think is what more of Daughter is of just being like it's community, come in, it's a space, you hang out, it's reciprocal in in like what you get from the customer, what you give as an owner.
3: No, I yeah. That, honestly, it's funny because I was we just did a pop-up and one of the people we did a pop-up with, she was like, it was I will say this is the busiest pop-up we've worked in a long while. And I haven't worked on the register in a long while. Yeah. So <laughs> I found myself just chatting. I was just like truly just talking. Uh-uh. To
1: uh-uh. Mm-hmm.
3: I swear to you, people I could see people were like, not the customers, the customers were digging it. Everybody else was like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. You no, no no no. It's like move this faster, move this
1: line move faster. This fast. Move this fast. If you want, if you want to expedite, if you want to hand out drinks and talk to the customer, that's fine. But not when you're taking it, orders. Not
3: <laughs> when I'm wrench. That's a whole other ball game, right there. And honestly, it's it's the New Yorker. I mean, I do think that's the one thing you're guaranteed. I feel like people get it always wrong. They say New Yorkers are mean. I'm like, I don't know those New Yorkers. I know you will have a conversation with a stranger forever in New oh, York yeah. if you give the opportunity to you. You could talk to the. You go to the Bronx. You will have a conversation with everybody on the corner if you allowed yourself to.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you, if you, it's two modes. You either keep it moving or you're talking to everyone. Um, yep. Let's take a quick musical break. And when I come back, I want to talk about uh, you switching from being a barista to a business owner, some of the music that you can expect to hear at Daughter, and the new spot, Shea, which is opening imminently. Uh, we have a song from the archives here on Snacky Tunes on Heritage Radio Network. Thank mm-hmm. you. Welcome back to Snacky Tunes. We are here with Adam Keta, the owner, one of the owners of Daughter um, Cafe, and we're talking about you going back and working the line. Um, mm. But I want to go back to a little bit earlier from when you went from being a barista to a business owner, because oh. uh, I myself had cut my teeth in college at coffee shops, and like the idea of going from like rigging up pastries and, and doing pour overs to actually doing like a P&L is a very, very big difference in Gap. So how did you learn? How did you get people to take you seriously? Like what was that process like of opening up your own spot?
3: what was strange. I'll say that for sure. Definitely. Do I think everybody took me seriously? I don't know. That's a good – that one right there, was that, the verdict is still <laughs> – <laughs> not out on that one yet, but I, I think I just tried. I just was like, I got to gamble on myself on this one for sure. And I think originally it was a lot of feelings of the imposter syndrome, trying to just like Mm. get past that. Cause like, I, I've, like you said, how do you jump from like making pour being on bar, making, I'm putting pastries out and all of these different things. And then how do you go from that to being a business owner? And you just do it. That's the thing. You just, I think, in just in general, like in life, you just do. You just yeah. Have to just do it until it makes sense to you, and until it's like uh, actually making moves. It's it's hard. I feel like there's no actual roadmap to this one. It just happened one day. Like even when we first opened, I was like, whoa. We but I mean, open.
1: going back to that community aspect, especially opening up a space that is. Not a club, not like a restaurant. Like I feel like you opened up a spot where people pop in for a coffee, pop in for wine. Like it's not a huge endeavor, especially since you're opening up in the neighborhood because you were opened up in Crown Heights. If I right, correct. Yeah. So it's like, hey, we're just another spot you can go. And in, I know in New York, everyone's looking for a spot like outside of their house or outside of their work. Um, oh,
3: great! And what's cool so, for us is that we're in a spot that there's not other coffee shops i know a yeah. lot of people They that's what a lot of people love doing they love going around other coffee shops to open up shops and i'm like that's weird so we went the polar opposite we were like let's open up where there's no other shops which and is smart
2: space.
3: yeah it's crazy though because you don't see that usually being the case most coffee shops are always like at least a block away from another coffee shop makes no yeah, sense I'm- to me
1: I mean, I understand that density argument, but in New York, it's like there's a neighborhood everywhere and people want that and people want people to invest back in the community. And I have to imagine um, with like regulars and being a part of that, you're seeing a return on that investment.
3: We are. And honestly, it's like every day, even down the first, like the first day or first month we opened. I remember me, Brian, and Sarah, we were like we're going to be the only ones working and we knew our goal was this, $500 a day. If we could make $500 a day, we could make a pretty we could pay ourselves a little bit and we could pay yeah. the bills. And we surpassed that. It was just such a humbling feeling right there just like knowing that we uh we thought so small of ourselves mm. and the community gave us so much more. And uh,
1: that was humbling. I mean, going back to what we were talking about at the beginning about New York, that is, that's the beauty of the city is that um, not always because I don't want to like speak in like in, in a hundred percent because nothing, a hundred percent New York, but there is a certain reward. There is a certain reward to, to giving back to the city and to being a part of, of it. and, maybe not believing in yourself and other New Yorkers go like, I believe in you. Like I believe in what you're doing. I believe you. And especially when you're seeing people who, you know, who you see every day, like, here's my money. Thank you for the coffee. It's a beautiful thing.
3: It is. And I agree with you. I feel like New York city is the city. Everybody's struggling. And even to the person, the homeless mm. person or the houseless person who struggles the most in this city, the fact that, this is also a city where everybody argues about it, too. We talk about these problems. We, we're we not unaware of, like, everybody's struggle in the city, and we all know that these exist. And it's – I think the city is the city that you struggle, but everybody cares. Even though they, yeah. you won't hear – like, I feel like it, people won't say I care out loud, but people care. They care more than they think they do. Do yeah.
1: people respond – To that extra level of care with the approach, because you did mention being more European style, more, you know, more open, more chatting, more things like that. Have people respond to that, especially when they go, oh, it's not just another coffee shop in our neighborhood. um, That's just like anywhere else. Like it is a different vibe and a different approach to serving people.
3: Oh, people respond like we, they follow us on Instagram. They see us mm. in the park. Like I, I live two blocks away from the cafe. So I spend time in the playground. I bring, I walk around with my baby. Like people, I love the fact that people are involved in our lives. Yes. Sometimes it could kill a lot of the autonomy <laughs> of yourselves. Cause like, I sure. do love having like that kind of special place where I can walk around the neighborhood and just like my Nike slides and my, my my hoodie and just call it a day but it is really good to just like be a part of a community where people are just chatting with each other and we can walk us as owners walk in and out we talk with people there like we're not there is no real separation of like the bar the person who's working behind the bar the people who own the place and the customer everybody is on the same level of communication in some degree
1: i mean it's it's a real neighborhood. And, and I, you know, I know you mentioned the playground and being with your kid. I mean, those, those barista hours, those business hours are long. How do you find that balance of, of running a business, having a kid being in New York and trying to have a little slice of New York city?
3: Dog, I am putting mileage on my body. That's the thing right now.
1: (laughs) How those knees have that back, right? Yeah.
3: Ooh, yeah, no, I'm like, I, I made a joke last week. I was like, if I w- thought I was living to 80, I think I might have in the last few years, I've taken at least like three years off of that right there, just from mm-hmm. just like just being and living. But it's been, honestly, it's weird because you get, once you get used to the routine, it's like, yeah, um, even yeah, yeah. having a baby, that was actually the most challenging part of like all of this because like a baby wakes up at two in the morning and it went sometimes and it's like, oh. I guess yeah. I'm up at two in the morning, I guess I'm up. but then after that three hours later, Oh, I guess, Oh, I guess I'm working too. That's crazy. Yeah. You just, yeah. You got to go with that. You got to just like, and it's weird. Your brain starts to develop. And after that you start to find joy and other things. It's like joy is, joy is the one funny thing. Cause it's never, it's never fickle. It, I mean, it's no. never, stuck. it's pretty fickle. Actually. Could you could find it? Yes. I love sleep, but also, you know what? I enjoy walking in the street sometimes at six in the morning. Actually, that's like my favorite time of the day now in New York City. I love doing the pastry deliveries at six to seven in the morning because there's nobody outside. I usually take a beat real fast, I roll down the car window while driving because it's quiet. Mm. I just sip on a coffee. It's such a nice feeling.
1: Well, you have mm. access to incredible coffee, so that's definitely got to help. Yeah, with cheating with those just uh, oh, yeah. a <laughs>
3: little bit cheating um, a little bit, doing no bodega coffee at that time. I refuse. That's the no, time no, and no, place. No. That. That's uh, no, that's I gotta be up visiting my mother in the Bronx if I'm doing bodega, yeah, coffee. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. It's like, Not it's enough. like, I got two minutes, I need a light, I need it sweet, I need to go, and that's and we yeah. got it, yeah, yeah, only time. So, yeah, only time. Um, you know, when I think back to my time in cafe and I think about you know, I'd work morning shifts and night shifts, and I know that you have coffee during the day and wine at night, you know, I always would think about the music that was played and I got to imagine that you guys have a killer soundtrack and I'd be remiss not to ask you like what's on the stereo. How does the vibe evolve throughout the day? Like who gets to control it? Cause when I worked, it was, who was ever, I think the rule was who was ever on the, who's ever doing the coffee, who's ever making the coffee got to pick.
3: Yeah. So for us is like whoever opens, they are the one who says 100
1: percent
3: And is... whoever's close, and that's it. And by midday, once the opener leaves, the closer gets the the person. don't get ha- they don't have control.
1: Sorry, bro.
3: Yeah, I'm sorry. It's like you're yes, you're there, but the problem is is that the closer is already doing the hard work and the opener yeah, yeah. they have to be other so those two should have the right to choose. And honestly, the music changes, it varies so often. Like, even when I was working, I made sure my number one rule for when I'm working is music has to be very loud. And, and so I go against, like, the coffee shop norms usually. I am, like, I want music loud. I want nice drums. I like, like, genuinely, it's a lot of funk, soul, mm. it could be some hip hop. And then after, I throw in some folk in the mix just so I can throw people off. I like throwing – I like changing it up a little bit. A little curveball. A little curveball. But then it changes some – like the music taste inside the shop is so fluent. Yeah. It's like you got Sarah who loves just like all of this dad rock and yacht rock. It's just so much – it's like a lot of different sounds going on. Sade, they listen to so much um, – So much Sade, um, Sade these days. Yeah, I'm like, it's so much, I love it. I'm like, that's everywhere. It's It's everywhere now. It's everywhere now, I'm digging it too. I'm like, not mad at it, definitely not mad at it.
1: Yeah, it's always nice when you walk in and you're like, I see who's on the bar. I see who's who's on the register. I know the music and I know the drink I'm gonna get. Like, I just know, like just that little moment of just respite when you're walking into a spot like yours.
3: Honestly, it's such a real, it's a really good feeling. It's.
1: Yeah. So listen, like, you have a, you got a huge life. You got the kid, you got the business. And you're about to have a new business opening up in December. One, why? But two, tell me about Shay.
3: Shay, I will say was an accidental kind of business. We <laughs> went. There- Just like that met- second kid. You're like, whoops. Whoops, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like how did we do it again? And it was one of those moments like we were looking for a kitchen to move our like the ovens and stuff out of the water because mm-hmm. we wanted to do renovations. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Kai who owns Cecilia Tommy and she was like, Oh, I got a space. Saw so the space and I was like, God damn, damn it. Yeah. Like,
2: here
1: we
3: go again. Here we go again. And I was like, I'll take it. Let's do it. Let's rock with it. We're gonna just we're going to lean into this and just see where the chaotic storm takes us on this magical Man. ride. And it's I'm excited. Definitely. At first, it seemed to scare again. Cause I was like, well, spending more on my own personal money. Well, Cause
1: you know, now it's not like the first one where you're like, Oh, I had no idea like what it would take. And now you've done it. You're like, I know what it takes.
3: Yeah. I know what it takes. And I knew it was, I knew what was going to happen. I was like, well, bare bones, you're going to give it all. You're going to give everything you can in this moment. And then I've just going to go with it.
1: I love it. I love it. And that was December. And is it similar vibe? I know you're serving the same coffee and some pastries during the day, but different nighttime program so, with food. So
3: the goal is to actually make this completely different, really leaning mm. into like not being pigeonholed into like, I think my dream is to really reinvent what it means to be a coffee shop in New York
0: and or it. just
3: a cafe in New York. So we're not opening at, uh, like the traditional coffee hour. So we're going to open at 10 a.m. Just already, just like shake things up. We're like, we're not. Yeah. That you're big. like, I'm
1: taking opening shift.
3: Yeah. It's like, I can actually do that opening shift right there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. The goal is 10 a.m. now to about like 12 or 1 in the morning.
1: Um, oh, I see. I a got you. Spot.
3: And we want to treat it more like people stick around. We want this to be the place where people come, come hang out. For, you can hang here all day. We don't mind if you hang here all day, but we are going to have strict rules about laptops at some point. Like I don't mind people bringing laptops, but after like uh three o'clock is going to be like, look, I get it. I want to get work done too, but look, how about this? Take a glass of wine and just meditate on the work you're already just done.
1: Yeah, no. And, and I, I get that vibe. Sometimes, look, you don't have to, you don't have to turn off, but to, can't do it here you know what i mean can't we're just it. gonna it's, yeah. it's gonna do a, a bit of a vibe shift It's no, uh, crazy so, people are pretty okay with that people yeah. are really okay with that again it's that communal pact in new york it's like listen you could hang here no one's kicking you out it's just we're just gonna shift shift up the the mode just a little, at, bit. Just a little bit we're not saying you can't be on your phone but you just yeah. can't be on your, your computer. You can't be your computer. You can't be your computer. Can't if you have a, a tablet,
3: sure you could be on your tablet. Actually, don't even mind. I think a tablet looks a little bit better.
1: Yeah. Computer, what about ta- what about that tablet keyboard combo? Is that pushing it a little
4: bit? Ah, that's pushing the bit. <laughs> mean,
1: I feel like when Apple Gate when Apple started doing that, I was like, all right, you're tripping." All right, you're really, all right, all right. Like, well, Real well, that. Listen- Adam, congratulations on everything. If people want to check out Daughter um, and the new spot, uh, where can they go? How can they follow along? Um, honestly, follow
3: us on Instagram. It's um, our Instagram for Daughter is DaughterNY. And for Shay, is um, Shay Brooklyn. It's on Instagram as well. Yeah, follow us. We constantly keep ourselves up to date, putting all of the events out there. We got karaoke night on Thursdays now, Daughter, which is awesome. Yeah. Let's What's your Oh, oh! I got. It's gonna be suddenly. I see by KT Tunstall. Hot song. Hot. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it when they when it comes on. It's like not a not one other person is not gonna be. It's gold.
1: They're like Adam, get up there. You're like I couldn't possibly. I couldn't pass me suddenly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, listen. Thank you so much. Big shout out to Skylar for setting this up. We have a song from the archives and then a live performance here on Snacky Tunes on Heritage Radio Network.
5: Hey, a man turn and scratched his chin. Said, son, I wouldn't know where to begin. But your daddy has gone down south. Was all he would talk about. Sunburned earth or the prices of the oil This border town is my home I got rattlesnake guts in a desert full of bones Now my sister, I've gone to find someone so I won't come back no more Shining on my hood. The statue on the dashboard of Maria looks beautiful. And I'm heading down south. Got tequila in my veins and the devil in my mouth. Tell my sister I've gone to find someone. So won't come back no more. No more. Lord, I see red. It's all right. I got jukebox tears and stones for us. Hey, it's all right. I got jukebox tears under turquoise skies. Hey. Some demons took it even. Now, my demons count rosaries. We never blamed it on the soil. The sun scorched earth where the desert meets the sky. Tell my sister I've gone to find found someone. So, won't come.
0: Listeners, we wanted to let you know that Heritage Radio Network's Julia Child Fellowship application is now open. The fellowship offers an enriching experience for aspiring food writers and journalists who share our passion for food systems change. The fellowship is a great way to progress in the field of food journalism and digital media and will start in early January 2024. This fellowship will provide participants with hands on experience, mentorship, and access to an extensive network of industry professionals. The application deadline is November 27, 2023. Check out heritageradio network.org and click on the Julia Child Foundation Writing Fellowship link to learn more. If you or someone you know has interest in food studies and journalism, this might be a great fit. Go to heritageradio network.org and check out the application today. Thank you.
1: Welcome back to Snacky Tunes. Hello, Desert Sharks. How are you?
6: Hello. Hi. We're good.
1: You said that you met through Craigslist personal ads, <laughs> yes. Which just went away.
6: It did. Week. It yeah, did. Beca-
1: yes, because of sex trafficking. Sex trafficking
6: laws. Oh yes. no! So
1: if we were to go and find your personal ads and how you met, <laughs> what were each of your personal ads?
6: Wait, Sunny, were you the original personal I think ad? So. Go ahead. Tell us what you said. Looking for a relationship or no, music? No, you <laughs> did not. not um, what year was this? I don't know. 2012? 2011 or Eleven. Twelve. 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 Rebecca knows. Rebecca well, knows. She's got a memory like a Well, actually, Rebecca talk. had the first one. She Doesn't matter. Basically, yeah. when I saw... It was who, your ad. Who was I? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. I play bass and sing in uh. Desert Sharks. I saw Rebecca's ad... Is no, I, I, did I, play I see drums. your ad? You
7: saw my ad.
6: I saw Sonny's yeah. ad that was like, I'm into... Sleater Kinney and... Typo Negative. Yeah, it was, a, it was a mix of the most random shit. Sleater like Kinney and, and
7: Typo Negative and Pat Benatar. Pat
6: Benatar and... Gosh, I don't know what else you said. Susie and the Banshees. Susie and Banshees. It was a bunch of random stuff, but it was a lot of female bands. So. And I'm
1: like, you're like, oh, okay, this works.
6: Yeah, because I just, I just moved here and I was like, I'm bored. I want to play with other people. And I'd never played with other women before. So I saw her ad and I responded.
1: And were the rest of you all Craigslist or was it just that and then all of us us.
6: so Rebecca had to add up
7: that she was looking to join a band that was already established and I was like would you want to start something new She's like okay
6: we forced yeah that me Sonny and Rebecca (laughs) Rebecca plays drums Sonny's lead guitar and we all met at a Starbucks one awkward day and we were like oh yeah I, I had met Sonny before that it was just the two of us yeah
1: um, and how hard was it? Why did you want to join something established as opposed to something new?
8: I honestly don't even remember saying that. <laughs> I think I was just looking for for anything. I just wanted wanted to play some music in a band.
1: I, I mean, in, I mean, this is like 2012, So this is like before people would, you know, really before maybe OK Cupid was at that time. But oh like, yeah. So it's like you know, there's it's still maybe not like maybe
7: uh, Nerve Nerve.com. What oh yeah. What the heck is Nerve? <laughs> Never heard of that. I don't know.
8: What that heard is. Heard that.
7: Grandma over here with her nerve.
2: <laughs>
1: Um, so was the, the first meeting just along was like, Hey, did did you immediately recognize each other? Had you exchanged photos or were you just looking for like no, you know, women in no, all black?
7: I had no idea. Well, Rebecca <laughs> I met Rebecca first and she sent me a link to
6: her old band, so I knew what she right. looked like, but she had no idea. I who did I not was. know what Sunny looked like. I didn't at all. know what either of you looked like. I sent you links to my old bands too. Yeah. It just happened to it just happened by, you know, the universe aligning that we all kind of Look like each other, and then we had a different guitar, second guitar player for a little, like for like two seconds, mm-hmm. and she didn't like us.
8: Yeah, we, we never played <laughs> any shows with her. That was, that was before we actually. Were she established. bailed.
6: She was like, "This she's, sucks. amount
1: She's out. like, "No, not interested." Yeah, and not then, interested. And then from there, did you use Craigslist for anything else? We well,
7: used Craigslist to find her. So Stephania. I posted an ad, and I was like, "My band broke up, and I'd like to play in a band again." And they were the first people that reached out to me, and I auditioned, and then they were like, "Okay, see you around." We didn't know
6: what to say. First off,
1: how long were you a band before you made her? I, would, like I, a, I month. Did, like oh, a month. Like a month. That's so yeah. cold. That's.
6: <laughs> I didn't because I didn't know. I didn't know them very well, and everybody was really shy and quiet, and I was like. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. But I didn't know if they liked them, so I didn't want to be like, "Yeah, yeah. you're in." Yeah, we wanted to wait to talk to each
8: other before we knew if we liked. That's why well, you made me feel bad. And I the guess p- we liked. We're her.
7: just so awkward. So we're like, see you
1: around. Bye. We've been we've been a band for a Bye. month. Bye. See you. See you later. Bye.
6: <laughs> Maybe we'll make the cut.
1: Yeah, mm, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of other <laughs> Craigslist ads we have to comb <laughs> through. So what do you think? What's gonna replace this? Like, how are you gonna fo- like? Not saying you would break Dance up. Dance
6: of the future.
1: Yeah, how are they going to find each other? They're going to
6: just know. like put in a contact lens and like <laughs> touch a button on their arm and be like, "Who wants to jam?" And it'll pop up. No, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know because like if like if I think about like if I lived in a different city, I don't even know where I would begin. MySpace, Myspace.com.
1: <laughs> I wonder if you can make um, like Spotify should do this because they should just make should. like like make a playlist. And be like, I want to form a band, and then maybe they can match playlists. Oh, my
6: God. You but should, that, you you should cool. talk to Spotify and make a million dollars.
1: Dear Spotify. Don't tell anybody. No.
6: Nobody listened to this part. Yeah.
1: no. Well, no <laughs> one's listening anyway, so it's fine. Uh, can we hear a song? Yes. What are you going to play for us first?
6: <clears throat> this song is called Don't Be Shy, mm-hmm. Alicia, which will be coming on a new album, hopefully this year. <laughs> Definitely We're working year. on it. Definitely this year. Working on it.
1: Here we are. Desert Sharks Live. I saw online that some but not all of you were on Gotham as a band <laughs> yeah uh, for those of you who don't know Gotham it is the prequel to how Batman yeah it's like about. baby
6: Batman like baby
1: Batman um, how did that come about and, and what was the role of the house band or uh, what what was the band on Gotham
6: it, what was it called yeah, the sirens it was, it was the house band
8: for the sirens Club oh, which like was owned a by a couple of the female characters I believe
6: the bad the bad boys right. bad girls
7: Tabitha and Barbara.
6: Yeah, and Barbara. That, that is correct. Basically, a friend of ours reached out to us and said, hey, I saw that Gotham is looking for a house band, and they're looking for women. And they reached out to the band, and um, how did we submit? Yeah, yeah. well, he
8: he tagged us on Facebook we on a really post looking they for a band. Yeah, and then we sent an email to, I guess, the casting agency saying we saw this post, and they responded, and they're like, yeah, you, you got it. We like you.
6: Yeah, it was weird.
1: Was it multiple episodes or for just one?
6: Multiple. Multiple
1: episodes? Four four or five. And what's the, is it original music or did they write it for you? Or how does it work?
6: It's like covers. It's like covers of like 80s jams. The first song was um, I Know What Boys Like by The Waitresses. Yeah. Uh But it's like their own in house band. And then everybody's just pretending to play. So like they're like, we want real musicians. But then you play and you're not really playing. Right. But I who, couldn't actually hit the drums. <laughs>
1: but so, who recorded the song? What did you record it? No, like no. studio
8: musicians. Like
6: studio oh. musicians.
8: Yeah, they would just send yeah. us a recording and be like, "Listen to this. Know how to play this." And then we just they come wanted in and pretend. they
6: wanted real musicians to pretend. Real musicians to pretend. Yeah, they wanted
1: it to look real. To look real. Oh, so they didn't want to be like. So you're just like, oh yeah, I know how to play the drums, and like you're just hitting right. the
8: snare. They wouldn't let her <laughs> hit
6: the drums for like most of the scenes, and then right, one right. scene they'd let her hit the drums.
8: When it was a close up of us, I could hit it. But then otherwise, I had to be silent because there were there was dialogue going on with the other actors. So yeah. <laughs> so it was really cool.
1: Um, did you have any input on the songs or any of the direction or no. just like or any of that? They're just like no. you just looked... You were well.
7: What's weird is like every single song had a totally different singer. So. We were in like five episodes, but the voice would change from like super high to super low. Like there was a Grace Jones cover that was like a man singing, <laughs> and it was a woman like mimicking. So,
1: so you were just and the backing band.
7: Yeah, we were just the backing. So and like the- no, but it was always the same singer, but her voice just kept changing. The voice was every changing,
6: and then it was like they'd have you there at the studio for like. I was only in one episode, so I'm speaking. I'm Stephanie again, the bass player, <laughs> singer, lady. But, like, I didn't have the free time to be the actual singer, so I just played the bass player in one episode. And and we were there for, like, 11 hours for literally two seconds of oh, a clip. Oh, that was a short one. Yeah, it was a short clip. But, hey, whatever. It was fun.
1: Um, can we hear another song? Oh, yeah. <laughs> real, but this time play it. <laughs> okay, this is, jo- this is I'm a Grace Jones. This is real. I'm not Grace Jones. It's a Grace What's Jones up? cover.
6: <laughs> Seasick. Jesus. Not seasick Jesus, Jesus, just seasick seasick
7: Yeah,
6: they're ready (laughs) (laughs)
1: One of on. hello, hello, hello. Yes, Can you hear me? <laughs> check, check, microphone. Okay. <laughs> One of the cool things uh, is that you are on the bad cramps comp. Uh, oh, yeah. We had harsh crowd in a couple years ago, who is graduates now of Willie rock camp for girls. Um, how to uh, are you graduate Sonny
6: used to teach it. Oh, really? Willie what did you May. teach
1: there?
7: Um, I was just like the band coach, so they would put all the girls together in a room, and like they would just form bands, and none of them knew each other, and it'd be like, we'll guide them. Like I don't know what to do, so <laughs> it's just like, it's just like play stuff, and it sounds good, and it was just interesting to see their dynamic as kids.
1: How do you encourage kids to be in a band? Like, I mean, what is the advice you give them when you know it's, I mean, it's eight to eight? For those who don't know, it's all it's all girls, mm-hmm. and then some young women. It's eight to eighteen, which is obviously a wide range. Um, what advice do you do you give the same advice to the eight-year-olds to the 18 year olds or when they're forming bands? Like what do you tell them
7: kind of I think just women in general when they go to play and they they're not experienced They're insecure and they're like, well, I don't want to play this or I don't want to sing. It sounds bad. She so have to encourage them to be like, no, it doesn't sound bad. Just keep doing it
6: Yeah, you have to be willing to suck
7: but In order to get better But what is a drummer and it's super loud <laughs> What?
8: You moved them to the basement <laughs> You just have to deal with it. My parents <laughs> did
1: Yeah um, what was and who else was on the the comp? And you also did a, a benefit show Basic for it as well. Basic
8: Bitches, mm-hmm.
6: um, Tanya Harding, Tony Har- Harding, who else was on that Tim Volva. Sonny knows all the names. <laughs> this was a while ago. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, it Not was her. cool though. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Didn't Naomi organize it? Yeah, yeah, she organized it. Naomi from Basic Bitches organized it, and she's awesome.
1: Uh, and you're also shout out working on an upcoming record.
6: Yes, we're working on our first full length. It's time. It's time. It's time. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been something
1: but you've put out other uh, like DIY projects and EPs yeah. and demos and things like We've that. We've done
6: three sort of EPs at this point. Two. One of them was self released. Wait. Two, one of them was with Converse rubber tracks. I love then one, rubber tracks. Which was awesome. I'm so depressed that they're gone. I know. No, they're gone. It, it was, was such s- a
1: good. Thanks such a good
6: thing, such a cool opportunity to get, because recording can be really expensive. And then uh, the third one, the last EP we did in 2014 was with Manimal. Um, so it's time, we're overdue, and we've been working for a long time writing a f- our first full length. So
1: And what goes into a full length in 2018? <sighs>
6: stress, anxiety, <laughs> worrying about the world exploding. Um, before
1: you get the record out. Yeah. Please don't, world don't catch on fire before <laughs> Deather Shark puts out their first Please, LP. Please, let
6: us survive. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's a like a collective of a few different years of stuff we've been writing. So, like, there's some tracks on there that are actually, like, like What is a song we haven't played in, like, two years? What is it that's going to be on there? No, it's not called that. It's called For Loneliness (laughs)
8: Sick. It was one of the first songs we ever wrote as a band. (laughs) We've just been waiting for the full length to put it out.
6: Yeah, but uh, who knows if we'll still play it, but...
1: Just to have it out there. I mean, it's not like everyone puts out a record and they play every song on there.
6: We're just kind of like, let's just... Let's just... No hesitations, expectations. Let's just do whatever. Let's put it out there.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, we want to make sure we have time for one more song, but where can people find your early EPs and demos and upcoming shows?
6: All of our music is on Spotify and iTunes, but you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Desert and camp. At Desert Sharks. And MySpace. And we don't, do we
7: have a MySpace? And we have an AOL profile.
6: <laughs> We're on Frontster. And, um,
1: and RIP Craig's. R. P. Of, Craigslist. Where would, I don't know how you're going to start your band we now. Be, well, we've got that Spotify idea.
6: That's true. We'll well, I think it. that you need to... We'll do it you together. Know, we'll you do can, it together. be the face of it. Oh, my God.
1: Um, we want to thank <laughs> Sh- <laughs> Chef Backstrom for coming in, Jameson Fink, and Desert Sharks. If you like this episode, please make sure to subscribe to Snacky Tunes. Uh, leave us a review. Give us five stars. And I would Ooh. also say, uh, head to the archives, and you can listen to other episodes, including the one with Harshcrown. Who awesome. are great? Uh, what's the name of the song you're gonna take us out with?
6: The song is called "I Don't Know How to Dress for the Apocalypse."
1: Who does?
6: Nobody does. But
1: I hope the apocalypse doesn't come before your LP we've got, comes like, out.
6: Five years, and we'll be okay. You know, just to get everything out there.
1: Yeah, you think it's gonna take five years to do the LP?
6: No, five years for the apocalypse. Oh,
1: okay. And then the LP, will, and then maybe you we'll have a second LP. We'll be like,
6: check this out. Yeah. Bye.
1: <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with another. Episode of Snacky Tunes. Take it away.
4: about
2: food, we talk about music, with musical dudes, finger on the pulse, Snacky Tunes.
1: Snacky Tunes is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.